Live from Gutter Cat Studios in the Metaverse, it's time for another episode of the Crazy About Crypto Show. And now here's your host, Crazy Carl. Hey yo, welcome to the show. So many new faces in here because we have a king in the house. Thank you for joining and hello from all around the world. Welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter Spaces. For anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn more from others that have already dived into the space, from NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come together and learn about this new wave of innovation. Today's guest is the reason so many new artists entered the NFT space. Since May 1st of 2007, he has created one piece of artwork every single day in his now famous ongoing series called Everydays. In 2020, he minted a handful of these Everydays as NFTs and saw immediate success with many of his OG one-of-ones selling for over $100,000 when very few were watching or paying attention to this space. The success of his first couple drops got the attention of Christie's Auction House and resulted in their first collaboration with an NFT artist to celebrate 5,000 consecutive everydays. And on March 11th of this year, the now famous auction ended with a winning bid of over $69 million and garnered mainstream attention that was extremely positive for the space. A now legend in the NFT community, it's my absolute pleasure and honor to share the stage with Beeple, aka Mike Winkleman. What's going on, man? What up, buddy? How are we doing? Oh, very polished. I feel like that was very radio friendly. (laughs) Well, you know what? Yeah, very professional at the beginning. And now we can cut to the chase. This is unfiltered. So don't don't worry about having your radio filter on. This is definitely not that show, man. So no, it's definitely I can assure you I will be unfiltered. Okay, thank you. That would be very, (laughs) very, uh, very make me happy. So let's go ahead and start the show. I ask the same thing to every single guest to start, which is just tell us a little bit about your journey into crypto for people that haven't heard. Did you get into crypto first or was NFTs kind of your first forte into the space? Just tell us a little bit about your journey for the first couple minutes. Um, so, yeah, th- this sort of came about from, you know, obviously years of, of being a digital artist and having people, um, you know, sort of following my work and growing a following that way. In summer of last year, you know, some of the followers and, and friends just kept sort of bugging me like, oh, you got to check out this NFT thing. You got to check out this NFT thing. It's going to be huge. Um, and at first, I, I didn't get it at all. It was it seemed very complicated. I didn't recognize any of the people in the space. And so it was just like, man, what? The, I, I do not fucking get this. And then it it clicked with me in October and it was like, oh shit, no, this is going to be like fucking massive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I immediately sort of recognized that. So I reached out to Pac and, and he sort of explained, you know, the space to me very patiently and kind of like, you know, here's why people are buying this. Here's, you know, what gives these things sort of like value. Here's what the collectors are sort of, you know, motivated by and sort of just trying to understand what had be done, what were the technical limitations of the space and, and what um, you know, w- was still possible. And I, I quickly realized that almost all of the things were still possible because it was so, so early. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, that was super exciting too. And from there, it was just really heads down trying to talk to anybody I could to, to really understand the space. It's been an insane year for you. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's been a little bit of an insane year. It's, <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of a roller coaster from being the guy doing digital art every day to all of a sudden being someone that recognize, you know, people recognize on the street. It's got to be, it's got, it's just got to be insane. And, and, but um, we talked a, li- a lot about it on the show that um, a lot of the success that the people that have been really successful really fast in the space is because of all of the work that they've done to lead up to this. And you, you you know, you've put in the work, you do a piece of artwork every single day. And that's something that you've built from the ground up as a passion project, just because you enjoy it. And so tell me a little bit about how how uh, cool it is to feel like now, now you're able to even get more attention on this project that you, you, you know, is your brainchild, something that you love, but also to see, you know, the, like the monetary side of it to where now, you know, museums are starting to think about probably start having that conversation of like, oh, we 
need to get people in in here. And uh, how's that feel? Like, what's that journey like? All of this years of work finally accumulating to like this massive success really quickly. Um, it's definitely very surreal. Um, and I think you are very correct in sort of the things that I did before this, which again. I was making digital art for 20 years before I learned of NFTs. And so uh, I think while I'm very new to, to this space, um, it's I'm not remotely new to sort of like digital art. There was just no way to collect it. And I think all the things that had sort of happened prior to this were, were again, you know, you're correct in what sort of allowed me to, to be able to, to come into this space and do this. Um, but from my perspective, I had already seen a massive, massive amount of, of sort of benefits of doing the everydays. I had millions of followers. I was doing super cool, like, you know, the, the, some of the biggest sort of most prominent, um, like design gigs, the Super Bowl and Louis Vuitton, mm-hmm. you know, working with Apple and SpaceX and, and all these companies. And so I had already sort of like, you know, felt like I had, had gotten, plenty of rewards from doing that every day. And, and also, you know, I had a, a bunch of people who sort of, I was, I was already sort of dork famous. Um, and so it, it's one of these things where this was, you know, just on top of it, like another, like, Oh my, God. Oh my <laughs> God, like level of, of sort of interest. But I think it, it coincides with what I think a lot of people are seeing now is the sort of, of this sort of next chapter of kind of, art history in which just like with with uh you know other art forms before like you saw with banksy and graffiti and with cause and and vinyl collectibles these things are not sort of recognized as being kind of true art forms at first Mm -hmm. and i think that's where we were for a very long time with digital art because there was no way to collect it Mm-hmm. Now that there is, I think you're going to see that attitude change, you know, very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned kind of like the building of the success and that you had a lot of success prior to NFTs as well. Clearly, that's what allowed you to kind of parlay into NFTs. But for a lot of people that enter the space now, there's like this, uh, there's this hope that they're going to be, they're going to start selling things for thousands of dollars every single day. And it's like, they, they're just starting into the space and they're just starting their artistic journey. And so so I'd love uh, to know kind of when did you, after how many years of every days did you start to feel like that compounding interest in the project and, you know, some bigger profile names starting to pay attention to your work? I just want people to understand that this is a long game when they're into this and they really want to develop that creative energy to, to realize it is about the art first uh, and then the attention comes. Yeah, it definitely, I would say it was at least at least five years and it was very gradual Mm -hmm. but like after five years of doing the everydays i still had not many followers and 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 sort of you know not a huge amount of of sort of like interest in this project that was five years Mm -hmm. a lot of people new to this space have been around fucking like five days yeah Um, yeah. (laughs) where's my money mike (laughs) that's where it's sort of like uh, we are very early in this, and I, I think people's patience level in this space is, um, uh, again, because it moves so fast, is quite low. Yeah. Um, and so I think, yeah, if you're looking to sort of break into this, you know, kind of space and want to, to sort of make digital art and make a living like this, yeah, uh, 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 absolutely, 100%, it needs to be about the art first, like, it's it's very very hard otherwise to sort of you know gain a foothold in. especially if you don't have sort of like if you come into the space with a bunch of money yeah then you can kind of then you can kind of you know gain a foothold a bit quicker because you're sort of kind of buying influence in a way there, yeah. if you're coming in as an artist hoping to sort of make money it it is a bit tougher and you will uh, i would be very you know, 
preach patience. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. I think it's a message that a lot of new artists in the space need to hear just repeatedly from people that have found success. So thanks for doing that. All right, so I want to ask a question about uh, the Christie sale, because a, a couple weeks after the mainstream media really had a heyday when you had mentioned that NFT art was probably in a bubble. And then, since then, so many projects have kind of died off, but it has also evolved in a lot of new ways. And we've seen all kinds of evolution in the space. But after the the last few months of seeing a variety of unique projects taking shape, um, now being referred to as like blue chip projects. What are some things in the space right now that get you really excited um, in terms of NFTs? Uh, yeah, just to go back up for a second there, everybody got real jacked that I said it was a bubble, but I also said that it was going to sort of like live through and that like not everything was going to like survive <laughs> yeah. and that it would survive and get like it's, way, way bigger. It's funny how the headlines can always just skew, well, you know. of course, the, the headline is just like, Devil says it's a bubble. Devil. <laughs> the, the, the actual nuance of the, the, the thing. Well, that's not really interesting. Right. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So I definitely, like, I think we're still very, very early. And I think just in the last sort of like two months, you've seen a wave of different type of projects suddenly be very, you know, sort of financially successful in the, the space. And it's it's very different, um, you know. Uh, uh, four months ago, we were all like, "Oh my God, open editions are ruining everything. There's mm -hmm. too much supply." Now every single like project is ten thousand or more, mm -hmm. and so it's different, and it's definitely um, evolved a, a, a sort of massive, massive amount in in a short period of time. Um, Honestly, I think there's a ton of projects that I think are really interesting and really um, exciting and sort of at the very beginning of their sort of path. I think obviously Gary Vee, mm -hmm. um, you know, is great and, and, and sort of very much understands and gets where this is going. So I, I think he's got a really excited, exciting project there. Obviously, board apes are just, you know, crushing it, really understand the community piece of it. Mm -hmm. I think there's there's tons of things that are are um really cool i see we got pranksy in here he's got his boxes yes on boxes yes right um but yeah i think uh there's there's so many different things um that 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 people are working on that it's really exciting to be able to sort of you know see um see a few things here and there uh you know or see different things and be able to pull ideas from this and that to sort of yeah know, build into your own sort of like projects as well. I feel like we've seen a lot of that too, right? Like you see someone like the Bored Apes doing, you know, the additional drop, adding that utility. And then you start seeing other projects kind of harnessing that lesson and saying, wow, it's almost, it almost feels like if you're in the investing world, like a dividend of sorts, like all of a sudden you're just getting, you're getting like an extra asset. And it's so, so interesting. You talked about VFriends and the utility of that. And, you know, you've also, you also have We Knew, which congrats on being a partner in that. That's a really cool project where you have added utility for some experiences that some of those NFTs unlock. Um, and so I am curious, as you're seeing like a lot of these projects like using utility, um, how are you thinking about that like added layer of utility um, when it comes to like the Beeple brand and collection? Honestly, I think that's something that is very sort of like similar to what I'm doing and sort of like in the spring collection I had, uh, you know, I mean, first off, most of it was sort of like given away through like yes. quizzes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but I also had a collection that was only available to existing holders. I loved of, that, by the way. That, that was cool. So, I mean, honestly, I, I think that's not that new of an idea, mm -hmm. but I think it is something that is to me very important and something that I think is, um, you know, that, that I, I think will continue to sort of like provide value to long-term holders. The other thing that I'm doing is, um, building a physical event space in Charleston here oh, wow. to have, um, people out to. And so it will be a sort of mix of a gallery as well as a sort of more experiential sort of team lab type um area and so this will also be our, our studio as well so one of the things that you know we're going to do is sort of set up 
visits with collectors, some of them being sort of one-on-one, some of them being sort of like group um, kind of like events. And so this will really be a, a, a place for people to sort of like come together and meet in real life and sort of like really sort of be able to grow a, a very strong community. Because I, I feel like community online is one thing and it's good and it's all we've had for the last year and a half through the, the pandemic. But I think nothing can kind of replace sort of actually meeting in person and having a drink and, and shooting a shit. I think it, it just creates such a, a stronger connection. So I want yeah. to, to build a space to be able to sort of, um, you know, let people enjoy that. That's uh, incredible. And something for the whole sort of community to come together. And I, th- I th- love that you mentioned the community aspect because I feel like in Web 3.0, and you can tell me if you how you feel about this, but it seems to be very, very much all about community. It's about, you know, helping build each other up. I know you've told stories about people you knew that bought an everyday that were, were able to sell it for like $200,000. It's just, it's all about helping each other out. And and I think uh, I'd love for to hear your thoughts on about like, like how this new blockchain technology allows for everyone to be kind of helping each other instead of everyone feeling like a product of the person on top. Yeah, hundred percent. I think it's one of those things where, especially with sort of the, the discords and, and the different ways that we have to connect now, Twitter spaces obviously is one of those as well. I think there's <coughs> a lot of different um, avenues for people to sort of, work together and collaborate and, and sort of communicate in in new ways that are are much stronger and better than sort of what we've had in the past. So I think you're seeing a huge, huge influx of, of that um, sort of mentality in the, the sort of crypto space, which I think is, is super exciting. And I think will continue to be a a sort of feature of, of you know, this community and mm-hmm. something that I think it is is um, really important, and I think it makes everybody feel like they're they're sort of part of the game instead of like you were saying the game just sort of happening to them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to, I mean, I'm sitting here looking at abundance right now as I'm recording, and I just love the physical uh, pieces that you did with the spring and summer collection. They're out of this world. My wife did freak out when I started to um, open the little canister of your hair. She said that I should definitely not be doing that. Um, But I I, I thought maybe she'd want to see, you know, I want to feel the Beeple hair, you know, I wanted her to experience the whole thing. Uh, That's very disappointing that your wife did not want to experience <laughs> I know thing. crazy Carla if you're in here come on like damn I'm... you crazy Carla <laughs> Well, you know what? What I loved, I heard an interview where you were talking about that you don't really, you're you're a simple man, you have a simple life, you don't need $69 million, you don't need um, all this money because you're not going out, partying, buying yachts, stuff like that. But you did say that I am not. the money will unlock all types of new like creative possibilities. And it sounds like the, the event center you're, you're uh, putting together is just one example of that, which I'm so stoked about. That sounds so cool so- to be able to... To, uh, to be able to get an experience, I can't wait to be able to to be there uh, with other collectors and, and meet them as well. That'll be amazing. But I, uh, I'm curious, besides that, are, you, uh, are there any other big real-world Beeple art installments in the works or things that you're working on uh, where you're putting some of that money back into work for, uh, f- to kind of elevate your art to the next level? Yeah, 100%. There's unfortunately we can't really talk about them. Uh-huh. Um, but there are definitely things that are that we're working on um that just uh, the fabrication of them would have been like, okay, well I can't afford that. Mm-hmm. Um and so those are the types of things and sort of really wanting to bridge the divide between the sort of physical and traditional art world and the sort of digital world and and recognizing that to be quite honest, we have a long ways to go. And it's sort of um, to become truly, truly mainstream, like that that's what needs to happen is we, we need to sort of like really sort of break down all the walls and sort of make sure, uh, you know, everybody is, is sort of understanding this stuff and understanding at least if they don't value it, at least they can understand why other people would mm. sort of like value it. Even if it's not their thing, like everybody understands like, because you don't see that with paintings. 
Mm-hmm. You don't be like, who would ever pay for the, you know what I mean? Like, it's sort of like, y- y- you might recognize that it's not your thing, but you sort of understand why other people would, would pay for paintings or, or, or other types of art. Yeah. And so that's what I would like to, to get to with, with digital art and NFTs is at least having people understand why these things have value and, and sort of having a broader and even broader sort of recognition or, or broader um understanding of them i think you know will again sort of benefit all projects mm-hmm. i mean and you talked I, I love you talked about street art earlier too in terms and you see the revolution that's happened in the last couple decades with street art and um and i think it's really powerful what you're saying about there's there's this collective that as people experience it more they're around it more they start seeing the artists in the space more they start to have that light bulb click and there will always be people that are the, like it from the traditional world that try to push it out because of uh, maybe affecting their profit margin or their the space that they have in the ecosystem. But overall, I mean, it's just a matter of time, like you said, until, you know, NFTs become, uh, you know, just as common of a, of a word as a, a gif, you know, it's just like something that people talk about. And so I think, um, I think that's really powerful. And I'm curious, uh, in terms of how you think about you know, how you approach the space to help make it mainstream, especially being the top art NFT artist in the space. What are some ways that you feel, I'm sure you feel like there's that drive, right, to take this and make it more mainstream. What are some of the, what are some of the things? Is it the physicals that really you feel like um, you have to take more time to and care on so that people can see kind of the connection? Or what are some things that really you, you drive you to help um, take this to the next level? Um, I think, I think the physicals help because I think it's one of these things where, again, over a long term, and I, when I say long term, I mean like years, not just like, you know, right. two months. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, having something that, that gives you a bit deeper connection to the artwork associated with, um, this stuff, I think is going to be, you know, really important and something that, that allows people to, to sort of view and experience this stuff in their home. And that's, you know, at the end of the day, I'm an artist. And so I want people to, to sort of view. And like you are saying, like, you know, be able to look at the art in, in a way that feels very digital, feels very sort of like connected and feels very um, sort of analogous to the, the actual sort of like digital artwork. Um, and so that's something that I, I think is, you know, going to help people who are very focused on you're buying nothing. What are you buying? <laughs> right click, save as. Right. Sort of like we've all heard those arguments. We've all heard the endless arguments of you're buying nothing. Uh-huh. Um, and to be quite honest, as soon as you have, add a physical to it, it completely negates that argument. Yeah, so, well, I love buying. that. Buying this. You, mm-hmm. you don't need to understand the NFT part. <laughs> if, if in your mind I'm just buying this physical thing, well, then that's just what it is. Yeah. And it's... so I think, you know, when I did that in December, I think you did see a massive, of massive, um, you know, sort of influx of people, new people into the space. And I think um, doing things like that and doing things to make things more accessible, you know, less complicated, I think is is going to really help a ton because I think again, as, as sort of, uh, you know, useful as these tools are meta mask and sort of buying things in Ethereum, it's still very, very complicated. Mm -hmm. It's still the average person. It's like, Oh, well, yeah, if you want to buy an NFT, you've got to understand, you know, minting something and sort of gas fees. Mm -hmm. You have to, and Ethereum, you have to understand MetaMask, understand OpenSea, like it's it is a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, I know people have gotten on you too a little bit about like uh, minting uh, with on like Nifty Gateway versus like minting things yourself. Is that it? Was that um, something that w- w- for you personally was more just because you wanted to get on platforms that were more mainstream, um, or was it also partly because of uh, just you like it was a tough thing to understand and like trying to figure all that out, like minting from a contract back when you were just getting in 
passion was just like something that you were happy to uh, have someone else help you with? So the original stuff, when I first came to the the sort of space, and my stuff is minted, the stuff through Nifty is all minted on my, from my wallet or... or Good, or, see, or that's something, that, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm glad you and, said and that. So, yeah, yeah, that was very important, and, and sort of Coldy, when I first came to the space, Coldy was very sort of like, dude, you gotta have them minted from your wallet, it's gotta come from your wallet, like, this is gonna be, like, important, and so he was very, very kind to sort of make sure I understood that having this stuff minted directly from my wallet was going to make a, a, a big difference sort of, you know, down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was something that, that I found to be um, very important. But again, recognizing, I, I recognized as soon as I sort of like came to the space that there were about to be thousands upon ten thousands of other artists coming to this space. Because they were going to see exactly what I saw. People were paying money for this stuff that they didn't think had any value before mm-hmm. and that they would rush there. And so I was very hyper-focused on, okay, how can I bring more collectors in? Mm-hmm. Because if we do not bring in more collectors, I mean, at the end of the day, the, the, the sort of math around the market dynamics of the space are pretty simple on a very high level. If there's a lot more people who want shit, the prices go up. If there's a <laughs> right. lot less people who want shit, the price, that's it. Yeah, economics so, 101. There, there you go. And so I recognized there was about to be a massive influx of supply yeah. of art. And that if we did not have a massive influx of collectors of mm-hmm. art, everything was going to go down. Yeah. Everything was going to change. And we had a and lull so, there for a bit, and then it started picking up again after, you know, for a month or so after the sale. It's like it kind of slowed down, but then with a lot of these Avatar projects and things, we saw a lot of new people in the last few months and, and coming into and the I space. Think it's going to, you're going to continue to see these ups and downs. I mean, again, look at Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Bitcoin has not gone straight up every single day. It's mm-hmm. gone down by 90% at some point. Yeah. It's gone down massively from from its highs. Mm-hmm. You will see that in NFTs. You will see these projects go down ninety percent. I, I I guarantee that. Like nothing goes straight up. Yeah. And so I, I would say making sure people are are sort of like focusing on investing in projects that will survive those downturns. As people, again, sort of like you know, we're very very early to this, and it's been just a couple months that that the the space is sort of really kind of fully sort of like come online yeah um and so making sure you know if if you're buying something and planning to hold it for for a longer period of time making sure that the team behind it is somebody that you feel is going to be around for a long period of time Mm -hmm. because to be quite honest some of these teams are like well the team started a month ago and it's like well that's great but i don't know if two months from now you guys are gonna all tell each other to go fuck yourself and like, yeah. like <laughs> right. know. who knows yeah yeah that's true and the, and so the community comes these... into the play there too because if you have a really strong community they can at least kind of push and and keep that stronghold but if you don't have a strong community of collectors then everyone just panics like the the creators the devs and then the collectors because they're not really that passionate about the community you just and you've seen it with some of these projects that are that are in a slump right now because uh because there's just like that fear and no one there's not a strong enough sense of community to overcome that a hundred percent and i think it's one of those things where it it's going to be you know People still need to be very careful. I think a lot of things have gone up lately, but I think it it still needs to be something that you're you're sort of making sure that you are investing in in solid things that have you know a very sort of differentiated thing that's got a a, a very solid community behind it and developers who are you know, going to be around for the long term and sort of like, and are focused on providing value to their collectors Mm -hmm. over a very long period of time. Yeah. Because I I don't know that you can sustain dropping new stuff every like a month. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like that's not sort of like, you know, kind of possible. And so I think, um, you know, making sure you are are sort of making something and engaging with people and and creating content that that has a sort of life of its own, I think is going to be, um, you know, really important. 
All right, I've got to ask you a question that I'm curious about because I've been in the I, before before NFTs. I was more crypto native. I was really into cryptocurrency, and so I know that originally you had sold um, a lot of the Ethereum that you had made from the sale, and and then you had bought back a lot of the Ethereum after. And so I wanted for a lot of people new to the space. I mean, I wanted to ask you because you, you the I know I've heard in other interviews about you talking about the volatility, um, but like you were just. Saying, Saying you have to be able to withstand that, but what makes you bullish on internet money? Um, so what makes me bullish and sort of like, and again, I was always going to buy back in. It was just sort of like, okay, I, I need to like, like hit the pause button for a second and sort mm-hmm. of like, and I had bought Ethereum before all of this in 2017. Okay. Not a huge amount, but Tom, some. And so even before all of this, I, I recognized like, no, this has like some, some, massive massive potential Mm -hmm. um and so the sort of impetus for buying back in is i believe this is a new type of of sort of paradigm almost for like a company in that with ethereum nobody gave me permission to sort of make this stuff Mm -hmm. i i just they made a platform that's open to everybody and if you come build something that has value on it well, that's it. Then you add value to the system. And so you contrast that with, with a lot of other companies. If you want to go sort of improve the, the steering wheel on a Tesla, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. If you don't work there, you're not just there. There's no sort of like, well, I'm just going to like make this new steering wheel. And now everybody else can use it. Oh, mm-hmm. That's not, that's not how the company works. It's a closed system. And so, that's what I think is is different with with Ethereum. Anybody can come and add value to this system. Yeah. Uh, you don't need anybody's permission, and so that opens it up to a massive, massive amount of of um, you know possibilities. And I think with with NFTs and being able to program rules on top of which which you've still we've still barely scratched the surface of, barely barely scratched the surface of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and making them dynamic to barely scratch the surface of, um, I think it's one of these things where you're going to see, you know, tons and tons of people come to this. And, and I think it's as the system, you know, monetarily too, it's just better than like banking. Mm-hmm. I mean, banking is just such a pain in the ass and like nobody likes their bank. Yeah. Um, I and think, they've got all these crazy rules and fees and blah, 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 all this bullshit yeah. versus with this, it's just no bullshit. It's literally about as simple as it, it could be once you, once you have things set up. Yeah. And take uh, and taking safety precautions. Yeah. Once you take safety precautions and you're sort of like have, uh, you know, your system set up, it's one of these things where it's like, Oh, you can just transfer money in you know, two seconds. Yeah. It's insane. It really is it, insane. I mean, yeah, thinking it, it, about it, it, 10 years ago, and um, I love that you mentioned, like, the, the banks and, you know, big entities, because it, it feels like um, we're finally able to bypass a gatekeeper in, in sort of our the ecosystem of how we live. And I think um, we're starting to see more and more, too, uh, like the borderless nature of uh, crypto and NFTs. And you're starting to see so many people that um, this is like one of the only opportunities that they have because they're coming from a third world country where they don't have opportunities at their doorstep. And now yeah. they have like tools to unlock like financial freedom and connect with someone, uh, you know, anywhere in the world. Yeah, that's definitely something that, you know, I think we in the United States, again, we also sort of take for granted that it's sort of like, okay, like, yeah, the bank's a pain in my ass, but I have a bank. Right. I have, a, you know, access to it. It's a couple miles from my house. I could just go there and, hey, give me my money or, hey, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not even an option in a lot of countries. Like, or it's super corrupt or it's super, you know, just sketchy. Um so yeah, we're we're uh, I think you know in the United States, 
maybe not fully cognizant of how much of a game changer this is in other parts of the world. Yeah. And the borderless nature of it, I think also when you're seeing a lot of these metaverses being built up, it's almost interesting how we're going to create a new world that is completely borderless. And I've got to ask, um, in terms of Web 3.0, you almost see like a virtual gold rush for land happening in the last couple months in a lot of metaverse worlds, a lot more is being developed. And uh, I'm curious what if you have any plans on, on uh, developing anything in in sort of like the metaverse world and what your opinions on how these worlds will take shape are uh, <laughs> absolutely long term i definitely think that's a, a very interesting area um the world right now i haven't uh, i think um just in terms of sort of being able to to kind of um sort of make uh what i want that that's closer to the like artwork i'm making yeah um i i still think they need a, a little bit of of sort of like time and and kind of um just higher fidelity in mm -hmm. terms of the like graphics um but i think it, honestly it's just one more thing that it's sort of like i'm very excited to to sort of like you know, dig into, uh, again, there's, there's so many sort of different aspects of, of this stuff, which is makes it both daunting and, and sort of, um, very, very exciting as well. Yeah. Because it's, it's one of these, um, where, you know, you've got sort of uh, communities in discord and you've got, you know, the community on Twitter and you've got the community in the multiverse and you've got, you know, just a lot of different places where people are sort of, you know, congregating. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one, you know, very exciting space as well. I think it just, um, you know, to me, it, it, it's just, I, I haven't had a chance to fully dive in as much as I, I, you know, well, and yeah, and I get that because you're I mean, you are working on so many things already. And so it makes sense that once the metaverse worlds kind of develop more, you'll kind of work your way into it. But it is so early on in a lot of those spaces that um, it is it's it's just it's one of the it's like the evolution of, uh, of the world is like, when I, it makes me think now, like I never thought about it before, but like, walking down the sidewalk and driving down the road and is like, wow, like all of this, all of this in our our country was made in the last couple hundred years it's like insane to think like yeah these metaverse worlds are so empty right now but in 20 30 years it's going to be like insane it's going to be insane what's happening in these spaces yeah people will definitely i have no doubt people will build them and sort of like build them out i think the other thing that's tough for me is i don't know which of these will necessarily sort of take yeah 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 um and that's i'm not fair. sure like five of them will take um how do you feel about facebook coming out and saying they want to be a metaverse company <laughs> um yeah i i mean i think they already are kind of are yeah to be quite honest i think again everybody's got a different definition of the metaverse but when you spend five hours on you know instagram looking at it like i don't know yeah, you're, you're pretty much living here. in there. Yeah, yeah, that makes yeah, a lot kind of sense. Of already, already sort of are in a way. And so them saying, like, you know, the, this sort of idea that the, the metaverse is coming and it's going to be this thing and blah, blah, blah. We're already kind of there in, in a lot of ways. And, and that's where I think it's going to be much more gradual. I, I think you don't, you didn't notice that you're sort of spending all your fucking time on your phone. Mm -hmm. But it's sort of like, well, I don't that's. I <laughs> yeah, I'm on Facebook different. again. I'm on I'm on Twitter yeah, 24 hours a day now. Are, Twitter is its own sort of metaverse in a way. It really is. Our, our sort of we have personas that you have online, and that's obviously very different from who you are in, in sort of real life. Um, and, and so I, I think we're already in sort of very sort of rudimentary basic metaverses they're just the fidelity and the sort of nuance of them is going to continue to to sort of evolve over time 
Yeah, I love it. You have such great insights. I'm glad you're you were able to to be on the show. Thank you so much again for doing this. I'm gonna ask one or one or two more questions, but then we're gonna get into community corner. If you have a question and uh, you want to come up on stage and ask people, there's already a lot of people that have requested. I won't be able to bring everyone up, but at least we'll have an opportunity to have you have a chance to come on stage. So please, if you want to do that, please hit that request button. And speaking about community, I always the people that have supported my show when there was. Just just a few people in these rooms I'm going to let up first because those are the people that have been on this journey. So thanks for everyone that's uh, joined. I hope that you've been enjoying the show. Um, but yeah, uh, Mike, I have one, one final question, which I know you're like insanely busy, but I'm sure you have your own interest into the NFT space. I know you're really good friends with Gary V. Um, so I'd love to hear, do you have a, do you have V friends? Are there any other NFTs that you really love that you're, you've got into uh, or any artists specifically that that you really love that you that you'd like to kind of shout out um to be honest i've been somewhat hesitant to sort of shout specific names out i do have a v friends and i have a lot of, of nfts i just don't want sort of like i don't want people to sort of take what i do as sort of like financial advice and sort of like do that i know that's very popular mm-hmm. but i'm trying to be very sort of like cognizant because i know no i do have um, you know, a, a lot of sort of like influence. And I think I'm also seen as sort of, you know, in many ways, somewhat of a bridge or, or sort of the most kind of visible face of the movement yeah. to the outside world. Yeah. And so I'm very cognizant of being like, anything I say, people will go by. Yeah. And so it's sort of one of these things where I, I'm super, super cognizant of that, of that. And, um, I, I want to make sure, or, or, or I, I don't want to give financial advice. And yes, so at the end yeah. of the day, that's what this is. Mm-hmm. Because when you when you sort of say, "Oh, I like this" or "I like that," eh, yes, we know what that is. I actually, yeah, I love that you mentioned that. I actually. Uh, on the show, we talk advice. a lot about you know not shilling projects, not talking about them because if you're if you're telling someone something, and I get like you talking about it casually with me one on one versus in a room with thousands of people is totally different too, right? Very so different. so I get Very that. Different. So um, so I appreciate that answer, and I think uh, I think we see a lot of people kind of acting in that way that have a lot more limelight in them, and then you also see people that don't really care that have a lot of power that talk about it, and you can see how the markets kind of move. So. So I respect that, and I and I think that's uh, that makes a lot of sense. All right, we're gonna start bringing um, some people up on stage, people. If you have a few minutes, we're gonna we're gonna go on to community corner. Yeah, let's do it. All right, here we go. Get your catnip and questions ready. It's time for you to take the stage for another segment of community corner. Hello. Hello, hey, my buddy Andy Milanakis, fellow Gutter Cat Gang member, is here. Dude, and- what's up, buddy? <laughs> And he Yo, had a question. Up? Remember this guy's show? <laughs> can you hear me? We can hear you, Andy. Go ahead, man. Thanks for coming on stage. <clears throat> Andy, are you there? Yo, can you- yep, go ahead. We can hear you. Go ahead and ask your question. Hello? Andy Milanakis. Coming on stage to ghost us. Oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, my Andy, is. we can Andy, hey, we can hear you. Go ahead, go ahead. Or maybe not. Yeah, well, for some reason, when I like first got in here, it's like I could see I was speaking, but I could not hear anybody else. Yeah, that's strange. Huh. Well, well. Yo, can you hear me now? We can hear you, Andy. Yep. Okay. Yo, um. How you doing, by the way? Uh, <laughs> hey, how's it going, dude? I remember your show. Uh, thanks, man. I just, That's I just, so... you know, I'm new to the space. I just got in like three weeks ago, and I just started looking at your art. It's fucking sick. I like it. I like it a lot. Nice, um, dude. Thank you. I wanted to ask you about, like, you know, it's it's kind of like NFTs kind of go against the grain with art in a lot of ways because, like. One of the best things about like art is not conforming and kind of just doing your own thing. But with NFTs and like if you want stuff to be successful, I feel like I see a lot of conforming. What do you think like as far as a recipe, how far against the grain can you go? Do you think you should use elements that are working from other shit 
Or do you think you should say, fuck everything, I just want to do what I want to do? And I feel like thinking of it as an artist, you say, yeah, fuck everybody. And thinking of it as like, you know, kind of like a business as well, maybe use some elements from stuff that's working and kind of like combine the two. I am more so more me personally. I'm kind of I think you need to do what you want to do. And I think you are seeing a lot of the similar type of very similar type of projects, you know, be be sort of successful in the last couple months. But that's only a couple months. Like, the, yeah, it's very, very short. And so looking at this over a long period of time. I don't know that just copying what everybody else is going to do and sort of jumping on the bandwagon, that's not going to, like, that's not going to continue to sort of, like, Well, no, I'm talking about, like, a mix. I'm not just saying, like, here's my animal and here's 10,000 of them. I'm just saying, like, you know, like, a lot of big screenplays that get made into movies, they have, like, kind of, like, a similar formula. And with NFTs, like, when you have a lot of buyers buying stuff that kind of is familiar and kind of, like, feels like, oh, this might be the next thing, is there any elements from, like, what's working that you would take? Or would you just say, fuck it and write a new blueprint every time? No, I think, to be honest, I think, uh, you know, I'm not about sort of reinventing the wheel. I think there's, there's elements from these things that I personally, you know, get excited about. Even if some of the projects are kind of like, okay, well, that feels a little sort of derivative or it feels like this has already been done before 20 million yeah. times. And so I think to me, it's like, yeah, you, you take the, the pieces of it where you're like, oh, that's a different little twist and something that, you know, I could incorporate into what I'm doing. But I think people need to very much continue to sort of like do their own thing, because, again, it will just turn into this commodified mass of just absolute bullshit if everybody is just driving towards the exact same thing and it's being driven sort of of um too much by collectors i think it needs to be one of these things where it's sort of like a give and take and it's something where you you definitely need to make sure you're protecting your collectors but i think also sort of pushing things forward i think is you know in terms of the artwork and in terms of how you're delivering it i think that will also protect your collectors over a long period of time versus I think if you're constantly sort of just doing what what is in fashion and what is the what is the trend um, that, that over a long period of time that that is not a successful business model yeah but, maybe take like the skeleton of some of the stuff that's working and like put your own weird fucking uniqueness into it yeah yep amazing question thanks Andy again for coming up here and, hey, st- and kicking it off you. man Hey, thank you both. Uh, uh, peace out, guys. All right. Thank you, dude. Voxel. Voxel uh, is up here. He's a metaverse builder, actually. Voxel, go ahead. Oh, hey, hey, how you going, guys? Um, great to speak to you both again, um, or for the first time you as well, people. But um, hey. I have kind of a, a two-part question, I guess. Um, my question is uh, for you, I guess, what do you see as being, I guess we have all these different areas in NFTs now, like, there's music, there's uh, animation NFTs, there's profile pictures, there's traditional art. What do you see as being the next um, big emerging space in NFTs? And then also what will be, do you think, one of the biggest disruptors to the public space in those areas of NFTs? Um, that's a good question. Um, I think, I, I, I honestly know what will be next sort of you know big movement i think there will be a bunch of them and i think you'll see i think you will see these sort of continue to sort of fragment into different use cases again sort of looking at this as an analogy just like the beginning of the internet i'm sure when there was only you know five thousand web pages it was like oh the internet's going to be about xyz and it sort of was very shifting because there wasn't a whole lot of, of sort of people out there. And there was you could more easily kind of lump them into a few small categories. Mm. I think that's not going to be the case. You're going to see people come to NFTs with completely different use cases that are, you know, an entirely other new category that you haven't even talked about. Um, and something that will probably not appeal to a lot of people in the the space now maybe some of them it will be maybe some of them it won't but it's something where it's sort of like i think each new use case and each new category brings in 
new people that might not have sort of been interested in the other pieces of it, um, the existing sort of use cases. So I think we're, we're still super, super early to, to, you know, like we have all the categories of, of different use cases sort of yeah. laid out. I, I think that's not the case. And I think, um, honestly, it moves so fast. I, I couldn't, I, I don't even want to like, I, I couldn't even tell you where this is in, in, you know, even five years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can totally understand that. Yeah. It's a, no, I think that's a yeah, great can, answer. And I, and I agree. Be, I would be very, very sort of, um, leery of anybody who's who can you know does profess to be able to predict the space i, I don't think that you were going to predict blue okay <laughs> right yeah yeah every day things are changing I, it's sure insane you were like oh dude four months from now somebody's gonna come out with a fucking green background a fucking black tax and like you know it's gonna suffer no nobody saw these yeah, yeah. no one called so, that one yeah no you're gonna see the numbers project come on guy nobody saw this coming and so it's one of these things where i think it's super exciting and and um you know to be a part of this but i i think it's evolving very yeah yeah great question too voxel thanks for coming up here appreciate that you coming all right uh we've got ron he's a early supporter of the show back when i only had a couple people in this room so i definitely wanted to pull him up go ahead ron Hey, thank you, Crazy Carl. What's going on? How's it going, people? What up, buddy? Hey, just hanging out. Hey, now that the uh, the holiday seasons are coming upon us, and I'm talking about you know Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, what do you think about themed type of uh, NFT projects? And um, what would be your thoughts on that? And do you have anything coming up for the holidays on, on your side? I definitely do. Um, yeah, I think that would be interesting. Interesting. I think it's where I think it could be done. I think it depends on how it's done. Um, and if it's done in a way that sort of um, will stand the test of time or or maybe it's not meant to stand the test of time and it's specifically meant to be, you know, used or this or that before the, the end of the holidays. I think there could be some interesting use cases there. Um but I think really sort of like looking at taking a step back and looking at sort of, uh, you know, who is the project coming from? Is this project coming from somebody who I expect to be around um, for a while? Um, and, and is the project new and sort of novel or, or something that has a different twist that it's going to sort of allow it to, um, you know, hold value and, and gain value over a, a, a very long period of time. Is this something that's going to like, as more people learn of this, they're going to get excited about it or the, the project is mostly just the floor price and it will eventually sort of dissolve. Um, I think is what I would be most, what is what I'm sort of most looking at when, when buying NFTs and when sort of, um, you know, evaluating each of these projects. That was an awesome question. Um, thanks for coming up on stage. I had uh, Des Bryan. Are you there, man? Let's see. Des, I saw you had re- requested earlier. I see you're on stage. Des, can you come off mute if you're on stage? Hold on one second. Let me see if I can help him out here. No. Let's see. While he's waiting, I'm going to get another one up here. All right. And uh, people, after, if you tell me, like, hey, one more question, two more questions, just let me know as we're getting close, and then I can I've got a couple. I think I've got, like, 15 minutes. I'm here. Hey, there's Dez. What's going on, Dez? Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up, guys? Hey, thank you. Thank you. Yes, I want to make sure to get you up here. people, I, I, I... Yes, sir. Uh, Bebo, I got a, I got a question for you. What up? Like, how do you feel? How do you feel about athletes in this space? And and what do you think the potential of just taking ownership of everything athletes? In um, what? Yeah. What do you think about ownership and NFTs for athletes? If, if that question makes sense. 
Sure, sure, sure. Um, I think it's very exciting. I, I mean, I don't know the, to be quite honest, I don't know a lot of the sort of legal ramifications of this because I don't know how much you are able to sort of, um, like, use the, the sort of team you play for and their sort of logo and things like that in um, sort of making an NFT or marketing an NFT. And so I think there's there's some um, some questions that still need to be solved, but I think obviously sports collectibles is a massive, massive industry. And so I think just like you saw a Top Shot, I think this is going to continue to be a huge, huge um sort of area and then i think you also combine it with sort of like fantasy football and the sort of inherent um gaming aspects that is is another huge piece of of sort of how people experience sports now Mm -hmm. i I think nfts fit perfectly into that and i think they're going to be massive and so i i think it's exciting i think it's another really cool use case for this obviously very different from from what i do but I think it's something that will, for you know, a huge amount of sports fans, NFTs make perfect sense. Oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, one last thing too, um, I have a project that I'm building on people, and um, I, I do follow you on Twitter. Um, if you're interested, um, I would love to just show you because I believe yeah. I, I, I think you're super creative, and your feedback would be tremendous. And, I appreciate um, that. I, yeah, I, I let's love... find. We'll connect afterwards and find a, a spot, a uh, time to, to look at that because I would, I would love to see that. And I think it's, uh, I always enjoy looking at at new people's projects because there's always some sort of, you know, minimally, at least something in there that that I'm able to sort of like take away and sort of, um, you know, makes me think about how these things could be used differently. Yeah, yes, thank, thank you, Des, for coming up. And I th- do think, like, when you. when you when you talk about um, Mike, you talk about kind of the utility aspect. It is kind of cool to think about how athletes can maybe connect more uh, in in different ways with the util- utility aspect of NFTs. And you're kind of seeing that with some of the athletes that have been in the We Knew. You know, this is just uh, really cool uh, to be able to see like how we can how we can create like a deeper connection. Um, yep. All right, uh, Board Elon. Uh, so you requested. Oh, Bored Elon. What's going on, Bored Elon? Hey, hey people. Um, thanks for taking the question. So you talked a little bit about how crypto changed finance and NFTs are changing art and the fine art world. Um, curious what your perspective is on how this space is going to change video games or, I guess, traditional video games, because I know that's something that you've been passionate about in the past as well. Sure. I think um, play to earn um, I think is going to be massive. And I think the uh, idea that people would be able to sort of literally just earn NFTs and then be able to sell them for real money in a very um, sort of very transparent way, I think is super exciting. And I think is something that is going to make video games honestly way more fun if there's sort of some some kind of real world stakes involved, I think it's going to make them a lot more exciting. If it's like, oh shit, I know if I fucking kill this boss, I'm literally going to make like fucking half a million dollars. If I don't though, I could fucking lose my shield, which costs me like fucking two grand. <laughs> and so it's one of these things where it's kind of like, I think it's going to make them very, very excited. And I think it, it, it's going to to be another huge, huge piece of, of sort of the next evolution of games. And I think, um, yeah, I think there's a lot to be done. And I think there's a lot to be done, and I think you're already seeing it, but I think you'll continue to see more of this, is sort of a crossover between art and games. And sort of art that has some some sort of gamification to it, um, I think is another really exciting and new um sort of use case with nfts that was you know not pop possible with with just sort of digital art before yeah excellent yeah, you, question you kind of touched on the second part of the question which was basically you know games and fine art have never really intersected and now that people are finding more utility for you for nfts in gaming do you feel like it's going to force 
the fine art world to, to create more utility for, for themselves as well. Yeah, I, I definitely think it will. I think you will, it will be one of these things where, um, I think you will see many of these projects sort of bleed into each other in terms of the aspects. And I think the, the lines between these things are, are is going to be quite fuzzy. Like sort of, I was a couple of weeks ago in New York and, and met with the Larva Lab founders and, and sort of like, oh, do you guys, you know, view this as like an art project? And they were kind of like, eh, we're, we're, we're programmers. Like it was a programming project. And so some people will call it art. Some people will call it, you know, a sort of computer science collectible or, or something like that. Um, who the fuck knows? Like it's, it's the, the lines of these things I think are going to get very, very blurry mm-hmm. as people take pieces of other people's ideas and sort of recombine them in, in new and different ways. There's so much gamification in, in NFTs and really in any sort of um, like, even in monetary systems, you know, you have like supply and demand is a real thing. And um, it's just interesting seeing how, you know, instead of like the federal reserve trying to figure it out, like we have to figure it out individually or as organizations about like how, how that ecosystem works. And it's pretty fascinating to see the evolution of it. It definitely is because it's sort of like it's such a blank slate that so many different sort of rules and systems can be applied to. I think it's that's what makes it very, very exciting. Yeah, the time is flying. Let me know. Do we uh, I know we're past time. There's still I mean, we could sit here for hours. I appreciate you being here so much. I've been on a couple multi-hour uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you want to like take two more? Two more. OK, we got it. Crime, you're on stage. Go ahead. Hi, gentlemen. Hope your day is well. Um, hey. So my question's not as sexy as probably the other ones, but uh, okay. Yeah. So with the new newest like news and like everything ramping up with like SEC and the, and regulators like in general uh, in crypto, do you think the uh, NFT space will feel some of these uh, like after effects, or do you think uh, sort of what you alluded to, like the space moves so fucking fast that I mean it'll constantly be like this cat and mouse sort of chase, right? It will definitely be a cat, cat and mouse sort of chase, but I would make sure what you are doing, and I see people walking, in my opinion, very, very close to that line, is not a security. And as you start to get higher edition sizes, we're rocking the line there. So just like the ICO stuff, it's sort of like, uh, they don't necessarily need to understand what's happening as it's happening. They'll come back and fucking tear shit up. They'll be like, wait, what did you do three months ago? Eh. Okay, well, that you can't do that. And, like, <laughs> there will be consequences. I think people are, are thinking, like, we're moving so fast. We're outside of the normal rules of – no, no, that that's not the case. I promise you if you do something that is a security, they will come back and, and – and that's the thing that I think people are not necessarily recognizing with this stuff. And, and something I would be sort of a message to the creators of these projects is community is great when the mm-hmm. price is going up. But if the price goes down, just like you saw with Top Shot, that community can be weaponized against you. Mm-hmm. And so I would be very cognizant what you were doing to make sure that it is long term. It is by the books and it is like super above above board in terms of being legit because just like you saw a top shot and sort of the, the the community kind of you know making a class action lawsuit against them and and you know I, I don't know any of the specifics of that but i know it's one of those things where community can work both ways and so i i would be very careful what you are doing to make sure it is it is very legal yeah, that's a, a very important message. I'm glad we're getting in towards the end of the show, how important it is that regulators and things, it's a part of the process of growing and adopting and um, is making sure it goes mainstream is that has to happen. If there's not regulation, it won't happen. Uh, and so that has to kind of work in unison and parallel. And to have that people thinking about that's really important. So I'm glad you brought that up. Um, all 100%. Right. Yes, all right, I let's agree. do one more question from um, another early supporter of the show gutter wing go ahead gutter wing hey carl thanks for having me up here yeah of course uh, people it's an honor hey um i I just had a quick question honestly i'm a little curious about this personally do you have any 
artists that, you know, both whether physical or digital inspired you or that you feel, um, you know, played a have a certain piece, maybe that played a big part, um, in your journey or, or that's important to you or, or just something along those lines, some, something where, you know, you feel that this artist or this piece is really important just in the space as a whole, kind of historically speaking. Um, you're saying in the digital art space or the NFT and both. space? I, I, in, in, very in different. Either. I'm saying in, in all art spaces, is there any piece that's just sticks out to you so much? You know what I'm saying? Sure. I would say not really any single piece. Honestly, I'm very sort of like my, my kind of like tastes evolve very quickly. Um, some people that have been sort of like, you know, very early, uh, sort of influences on me. Joshua Davis is, is one of them who's been a very, you know, 20 years ago when I was sort of starting out, he was, he was very influential. Um, G Monk, Ashthorpe, those are people who, you know, as I was sort of coming up as well, were, were you know, people that I looked up to and, and had a lot of influence and people that are, are sort of huge, huge, and they might not be huge names in the NFT space, but I, I personally believe that will change as, as more sort of art historians kind of look at not just what are sort of the OG, you know, NFT projects, which only goes back three years, but who are sort of the OG digital artists that goes back 20 years? who's been doing this for a very, very long time um, and not just necessarily who was first to the blockchain to, you know, mint whatever, literally anything. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I think as the, the space matures, you're going to see more interest in, in people who, and it, as it becomes more mainstream, you're going to have more sort of, um, if you have more mainstream sort of like influence, you will be able to sell more NFTs as well. It will sort of balance out that, that as, as you know, time goes on. Um, I think what's popular will continue to sort of like shift and evolve. Yeah. I'm, I'm in agreement with that. I just, I was curious because you have such a unique style. Um, and I was, I was interested to know really if, if you were influenced by other digital artists or physical artists, even, or, very um, much, but it's it's a lot of them versus yeah. just like one or two. And I want to give a huge shout out. G Monk, you just mentioned, is actually in the audience. So huge shout out to him for there being he is. here. Yeah. So I had a tried to, he was uh he was trying to come on for a second too, but uh, uh don't let that stinky son of a bitch. <laughs> he was trying to come up here, but uh several people that I've tried to bring up have gotten kicked back down. But uh it has been such a pleasure, Mike, uh having you on and I really appreciate as a as a collector of yours taking time to uh come on my show. It really means the world and it's uh it's been a lot of fun. I feel like I could grab a beer with you and just chat about shit for a couple hours, which hopefully in this new event center will uh I'll be able to do. Yeah, a hundred percent. I appreciate you you having me on, and and it was great to to have a, a chance to talk with you and you know other people in the room here, and and definitely um, you know super excited about the space and and where it's going. It's I'm along for the ride as much as everybody else. So yeah. it's been super fun, super inspiring. And, uh, you know, appreciate the opportunity to chat here. Uh, of course. And I've got um, my, uh, I, I, you've given a lot of cool love to on your everydays to Bored Apes. And I've seen the art blocks on there. And uh, and so I was just going to let you know, too, that I have uh, my gutter cat gang, who's the host of the show, Crazy Carl, of course. He, uh he 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 i have the ip rights to him obviously and you have full ip rights to him if you want to make him appear in an everyday to memorialize this uh this awesome conversation tonight so i just wanted to throw is. out there there it is let the, me <laughs> let me take a look at that so i will I'll, I'll send him to you but it's been a blast uh thanks again thanks a lot again people and um i can't wait to continue connecting with you man thanks again for coming on the show Awesome. Thank you, this sir. Everybody have a good day here. Cat Studios. All conversations with Crazy Carl are for educational purposes only. You should never take financial advice from a cat or anybody, really, especially financial advisors. Take control of your own financial future and do your own research always. That's all for now. Until next time, we'll see you in the metaverse. <laughs>